Christmas. When's your birthday coming up, Karen? I'm all over the place. It's December 6th. December so Christmas. 6th, yes. December 6th. Yeah. My birthday is December 4th. Oh, my gosh. I knew we were kindred we're spirits. We're practically sisters. Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. Hey, Karen, you know how we normally do a, a shout out for someone who left us a review on Apple iTunes? Yeah. Or like that? Well, we just got a shout out on RC Sport Horses Instagram stories. And um, Becca Caulfield of Colorado Event, mm-hmm. located in Colorado, um, she's an event trainer and sells horses and coaches and rides and does all this good stuff Mm -hmm. and she also has a really really awesome blog and she mentioned her her favorite podcasts and guess who made her favorite podcasts we did we did nice (laughs) (laughs) so i just wanted to mention it because becca um she really did a beautiful write-up we're not going to read the whole thing because it is a blog Mm -hmm. So it's probably a little longer than our, our listeners want to listen to. However, um, it was absolutely awesome. And don't we appreciate it, Karen? Absolutely. It is uh, super awesome. So um, we just wanted to give a shout out to Beck Caulfield um, at Colorado Evening. So if anyone wants to uh, check out her blog, Karen, where can they go? They can go on coloradoeventing.com um, or go to RC Sport Horses on Instagram. Yeah. So... Becca, thanks a lot for giving us a shout out and uh, thanks for eventing out there in Colorado. We need to pump them up, Karen. Yeah. We need to get our Colorado. We need to do a road trip to Colorado. We need to do a road trip to a lot of places. Yeah. So, anyone want to sponsor us to do a road <laughs> show? <laughs> We're in. So, all right. Well, thank you so much, Becca. We really do appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. And check out coloradoeventing.com, guys. I'm Karen. And I'm Rob. And on today's show, Karen, mm-hmm. we have a very special guest. Yes. She's uh, she's a, a star just shooting, skyrocketing up into the air. Four-star eventer, Woods Fulton. Which, Hi! Welcome Hi. to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> Thank you for having me. We are we're super super happy to have you. And, and um, we talked to your I'm boss. Sure you we, say that to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we, we 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 practiced up on Buck a couple weeks ago before we got to the real heavy hitters, and uh, so because we know that you know you and Buck go way back. So we practiced up on him before we came to you. We, we to Re- ready for the good stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so where did the name Woods come from? You know, that is an excellent question, Um, and unfortunately, there's no real good story. I actually love my name, Savannah, so feel free to call me that, but um, (laughs) when I was just a little baby, like newborn, um, my parents just said I look like a little woodge, and and then that kind of stuck, so I went by Savannah in school, so I wasn't like a complete outcast, but... um, 
then when horses became a bigger deal, it just sort of, it stuck. I'm hoping maybe down the road I can go for like an Oprah Beyonce thing just with <laughs> my last name completely. That's so but you like Savannah. I do. Yep. I like Savannah. Does anyone call you that at all? Um, <laughs> a few, a few people. Kevin Keen calls me Savannah. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, my grandpa calls me Savannah. Oh. Other than that, not, not really. Oh. I'll call you Savannah. We'll call you Savannah. <laughs> I like the name. I think it's a beautiful name. Thank you. Not the yeah, is bad. Asked, I, <laughs> I wish so there was a better story, but there's uh, not. You look like a woodch. I don't even know what that yeah. means, but hey, I'm going to think that means a very beautiful, young, <laughs> pristine child. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I don't think that's what I was at all, but thank you. <laughs> oh, man. So where are you now? Are you traveling or are you at home base? Where are you? I am in Unionville, Pennsylvania at Bruce Davidson's Chesterland Farm. Um, and that is where Buck Davidson bases his program for the summer months. Gotcha. So, cool. so that's did, where I am. Do you get to live at the farm or do you have to live somewhere else? Um, I actually live um, just down the road at um, Blue Hill Farm. Okay. But, I mean, it's maybe a, a three-minute a three drive, gotcha. maybe four. That's Missy Ranhausen's, right? Yep, correct. Okay. Yep. Oh, that's another fine uh, operation. So much good yeah, stuff. Yeah, my uh, my boyfriend David Ziegler lives here, so I am um, crashing with him for the summer. Uh, giving him a little pumping him up on our podcast. There you go, giving him a shout out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you get your start in riding? Um, well, my family owns a farm um, in Finksburg, Maryland, Fullman Farm, and my mom teaches lessons, manages the farm, and my dad's a farrier. Um, And they met a long, long time ago. Um, And my mom actually did a lot with, um, like, zoos and that kind of thing. She managed them. Wow. So she was in – she was the manager of the National Zoo in Baltimore. And she sort of missed horses and decided to go to a local barn so she could go back into teaching. And my dad managed the barn. So that's how they met. And then they had a few different farms before they bought uh, my farm in 94. Um, and I was born in 95. And then they say it all went to hell after that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I was very lucky um, to grow up on the farm. And we have, we have probably like 60 horses, most of them school ponies. We have wow. a really large sort of lesson lesson program, lots of up-down kids. Um, but we also have two recognized horse trials. And putting the plug in there for mom, she'll like that. Yeah, yeah for sure, and for sure. um, that's your number one supporter, of course. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, but it was it was a great way to grow up with lots of kids around, and obviously my little sister rides too. And um, so we just got started from there. I did a lot of sort of um, equitation and jumpers, sort of starting out, um, and then we moved more to eventing, and never looked back. Was it the whole farm kind of moved towards eventing or, or, um, my, my mom had evented when she was younger up to like prelim. Um, and my, but my dad at the time when I was little was doing a lot of jumpers. He had a few really good horses. And, um, so that's just, it, we sort of did whatever they did. Like dad was going to jumper show. So the ponies went to the jumper show and we did that. Um, and then I got a horse that was a really bad, really bad show jumper. And I was like, well, this isn't much fun. Um, <laughs> let's go cross country instead. And she was better at that. <laughs> uh, so, so venting it was, um, 
but you know it's it's a really big deal to have you know your family support you and it was really cool to be able to event um yeah, you know sure. with my dad and the whole family that's really cool and then your sister she just uh She's a three-star rider herself, right? She is a freshly minted three-star rider that's after solid. Plantation Field last weekend. So exciting. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, God bless my parents. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> I get so nervous watching her. If I was that nervous to ride, I would uh, I would never ride if I was that nervous. Um, you were more you nervous for her, than, her. You were more nervous for her. You have to get her on here next. Were you, su- you were super nervous? Oh my God. I get so nervous. <laughs> so nervous. And I don't know why. I mean, she's a great rider. She has a great horse, but it's just like that feeling of, at least when you're riding, you have some control over what's happening. Right. I hate that. Just having to like stand on top of the hill and like pray that she's not. <laughs> off. Um, oh, but then it's made so much better when, you know, when she does well and everyone's so excited. Oh man. Are you, are you too competitive with each other or? No, you know, we, our relationship is really cool. She's three years younger than me, but I would say, you know, she is my, my biggest cheerleader and, um, she's been there for, for all my big events. Um, she's the only one that I want to see, you know, right before I got on course. And she's the only one who knows sort of what buttons to say, Hey, like good job. And also like, I don't care if you had a rail, like get over yourself. Um, <laughs> And I, you know, it's weird because I would say that we're both very competitive people, but um, it's never been with each other. That's great. And I, yeah, I credit my parents with, you know, with teaching us that because like a win for her is a win for me. Yeah. And, um, and she's awesome. Yeah. You guys got some pretty cool parents. We've seen them out about. And we've, mm-hmm. Yeah. We've been down to the events down at Full Moon Farm and put on a beautiful show, Hawaiian shirts. I know. It's my dad. He's all about the Hawaiian. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. We love going. Down I think there. he's dropping hints for his retirement, but I don't know. Is that what it is? The, the, is, is, that, is that a Florida idea or is that a, uh, like a Hawaiian uh, retirement? I think it's Hawaiian, but you know, I don't really know. I don't think he really cares as long as it's warm and he doesn't have to shoe uh, horses anymore. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Warm that is, sounds good. That's what I'm talking about. Now, and the full moon farm is in Maryland, right? It is. Yep. Right outside of Baltimore. And Karen, you know what my favorite thing about which Fulton is what her Maryland flag shad belly <gasps> that's yeah. right that's right <laughs> I love it it is a great shad belly um, <laughs> there's a local tax store in Maryland salary that uh, made it for me and it just I mean it happens to go so well with the red and yellow colors um, but I love Maryland and it's weird like someone asked me the other day like why are Marylanders so obsessed with their flags and I was thinking about it and I was like it really is weird it like, is kind of weird no other state is obsessed with their flags, but we slap it on everything. I think Maryland. I mean, it, we're but Maryland. it's the coolest flag. It is the coolest flag. I mean, we're, it is. We're I Marylanders, think. you know, and yeah, the flag is it's the best. Yeah, so, like hey. flag in Old Bay. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> the flag in Old Bay. <laughs> Crabs in the flag. That's it. Exactly. And the, and the natty bow guy. And the natty bow guy, Mister yeah. Bow. <laughs> so we love it. Don't ever stop with the Maryland flag shad belly. No, okay. I don't think I will. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> so, Thank you. A little off track, but I'm always, I, I, lo- I just love seeing a Maryland flag out there on course. Yeah, like I that. figured why not, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we actually gave one to Boyd to fly Maryland flag because he has flags up around his ring. And we're like, you got to, you need a you Maryland You got to show the Maryland pride. Mm-hmm. Got to have some Maryland pride. And I think there's a Maryland flag beer opener in the gazebo. There is. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so Sounds re- like a Maryland thing. <laughs> we're repping all over the place. So, um, so eventually now, now you're, you're stationed out of Chesterland. And wh- when did you kind of 
move from uh, eventing and training at home to, I'm assuming, did you go straight to Bucks? From, from I did. Yep. I um I begged and pleaded my parents from I don't know like fifth grade on to let me do online school. Um, wow. You know, Full Moon Farm is sort of out in the in the middle of it's the last out in the middle of nowhere place you can get in Maryland. Um, <laughs> and my schools were super far away, and it was just you know I thought it was a complete waste of time to ride the bus 45 minutes in the morning, 45 minutes in the night. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, oh, you have to go to high school. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I went for the first year to get the high school experience um, and decided I could live without it. And so they <laughs> let me do online school starting in 10th grade. Um, and then I was able to – I found a great program and was able to finish like a year and a half early. Um, so that had me finishing sort of in November. Um and then I knew that I wanted to go work for Buck um, because he had been coming to my farm to do clinics sort of once or twice a year ever since I was like, I don't know, 10 or something like that, like crazy. Um, and I decided, you know, like he had given me his helmet. Like every time he came for a clinic, he would bring me like a gift. So wow. he would bring me like a farm vet saddle pad or like. Amerigo show jump boot or like his gloves from Kentucky and then he gave me his helmet cover and I was like oh well then you know I have to go right now I have to go there <laughs> um, that is awesome and so um, he came for a clinic like that November and my parents talked to him and eventually I think it was December 26th um, I went so I was 16 I just turned 17 um and it was supposed to be like just for the winter. I had a horse I was trying to qualify for young riders for the two-star team on. Um, and then, you know, here we are six years later, almost Wow. Um, still here, but you know, that's <laughs> another thing. My parents were always like, they're both very well educated and both very, you know, um, college was an absolute non-negotiable. Um, I remember like growing up, they tucked us in every night and my mom's thing was like you know you have to go to college right and you'd be like yes mom my dad was like you promise you're going to be a good teenager right yes dad. <laughs> um so like that was like earliest memory like bedtime story and then they'd they'd say those two things so <laughs> i was like you know when buck said that i should stay i was like oh god you know like they are never ever ever going to be okay with this um and it is amazing what people will do for you when they love you because they were very supportive <laughs> And, you know, luckily I was still, still quite young. So they were like, you know, if you do this for a year and you hate it, like you can, you know, you can go back, you can go to college and mm-hmm. it won't be a big deal. Um, but here we are. You said that was six years. So how old are you now? I'm 22. 22. Wow. Yep. So in, in this December, it'll be six years. Holy cow. And then, yeah. so that's not a bad life. About mm-hmm. half the year in Ocala. Half, no. Half the year back up here in PA. It's a pretty uh, bougie lifestyle. <laughs> it's bougie. <laughs> I'm sure. So are you like, <clears throat> so you're eventing a lot of horses. How many of the horses that you ride now are yours or are any of those bucks or what's? Um, I'd say I have three on my main, my main squad. Um, and so there's Captain Jack, who's my four-star horse. Um, and he is owned by a syndicate. Okay. Um, and then there is a Stogatoon who's two star horse and he's for sale. Um, and he's owned by Karen Curlin, um, a lovely Maryland, 
Malander. Um, well, let's slow down a second. So this one's for sale. What's his name again? Estoka Toon. And he's a what, what level is he going? Uh, two star. Two star. And yep. how, how old? He's, he's 11. 11. All right. So we're yep. pumping this up. Here. Yeah. We're pumping yeah. this up. And he is the ultimate cross country horse. Your dead grandmother could ride him cross country. <laughs> he is the ultimate cross country horse. Um, so he, I think he would love to be um, like a, have a kid get him as their first like training horse and then move him up through the levels because gotcha. he is, he's a saint. Good honest, good um, honest cross country horse. Yeah. Everybody needs one of those. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rob, I think you would look really good on this horse. Oh, uh, have you ever seen me? I'm way too big for any horse. <laughs> When's your birthday coming up, Karen? I'm all over the place. It's December sixth. So December sixth. Yes. December sixth. Yeah. My birthday is December fourth. Oh my gosh! I knew we were kindred. We're spirits. practically sisters. We're sisters. <laughs> I'm the um, dude here. So anyway, <laughs> um, uh, I will never forget your birthday. December yeah, 4th. exactly. You better not. I'll expect a card. Uh, that's it. You're getting a card. Um, you're a special. Yeah, exactly. We're making a hoopla. Isn't it the worst time <laughs> yes. of December birthday? I mean, you're in Ocala, so it's not so bad. I know. I'm a summer guy, and I'm always bummed out because it's like, there's nothing to do. It's always Christmas stuff. Oh, well, enough about me. So <laughs> what's your third horse that you got there? Um, his name is Midnight Illusion, and he's owned by um, Nelson Warnell, Jackalope LLC. And he is a six-year-old, and he's about he did plantation, which was his first one star, and he's going to finish the year with Virginia CCI. And um, Sharon White bred him and started him, and I got him this winter. Wow! Um, and he started his eventing career, and he's a little bit tricky, but he is beautiful, and um, I'm very excited to see to see what he ends up doing with his life. Gotcha. That's awesome. And now, how's how's Captain Jack doing these days? <laughs> Captain Jack is good. He is fresh and fit as ever. Awesome. Um, <laughs> he is going to do Fair Hill Freestar okay. as our next event. Awesome. So he just, we had a fall at Great Meadows in the summer. Um, and we were both a little bit banged up after that. So we did the two start plantation as sort of our first, um, first event back and he felt great and came out of it great. And um, so we're excited. How are you feeling? You, you broke, broke your collarbone, correct? I did. Yep. I have a beautiful scar and, um, Unionville's own Dr. Lyons stitched me up. And, um, I was initially, well, at that time I was trying to go to Burley, um, and sort of was seeing the, I was on a lot of medication and wasn't really, <laughs> really aware that that wasn't really a good, a good possibility that I was going to end up doing that. But, um, you know, it all happens for a reason. And yeah. so we didn't end up going to Burley, but um, my horse is fine and I'm fine, and that's really what matters. Awesome. Yeah. And now you've done two Kentuckys on Captain Jack, and then you did Burley, but he came up a little sore after cross country. Is that right? Yep, I've done two Kentuckys, and um, we did Burley in August, and he uh, we finished the course, and he was awesome, and um, we were in the vet box getting him taken care of, and we took off his hind boot, and he had. Um, cut himself like the we think i mean it had to be from there's a ton of brush fences yeah. there right and the brush there is really different than our brush here it's super uh, i don't want to say woody because obviously it's brush but like it's very stiff gotcha um and so something must have gotten up under his boot and sliced him but wow. it went all the way the down boot. to the mm -hmm, that's amazing. Um, went all the way down to his joint capsule and 
you know, severed his extensor tendon. Um, and I do not do well with blood. And let me tell you, there was a lot of blood. Um, So he was, I mean, it's just sort of a testament to like what an athlete he is to keep going. And, you know, his blood was up and, um, you know, he finished strong and finished happy and we had no idea what was wrong until we, we took off the boot and then just blood everywhere. Mm. Um, but the vets were right there and everyone was really, really good about, um, you know, dealing with a really fit, really hot <laughs> event horse. Um, you know, we, we were out there for a long time and after going 12 minutes, the last thing he feels like doing is standing still and letting yeah. you put a bandage on it. Um, yeah. And he is he is uh, quite the handful on a good day, <laughs> so he was none too happy. But we trailed him back to the stables and um, you know got it cleaned up a little bit, and then it was determined that you know it was it was quite a big deal, and he needed to go to surgery. So he went to um, Newmarket Hospital, which is luckily not far away, and he was on the table at seven o'clock, done at eleven o'clock. Um, and he had a pretty little cast on it, which he stayed in for almost a month. Wow. Um, and it was, I would say that's one of the hardest things I've had to do is leave him, leave him there. Um, you know, it sounds stupid, but there, you know, after just going through all of that and then having to be like, bye buddy, I have to go back home. Right. You know, you're going to stay here. He looks at you with his little cast and you're like, oh, God, my heart, my heart. Where are you going? Um, and I left them with so many treats to give him. It was ridiculous. They were like, ma'am, you do realize we can't give him all these treats. And I was like, yes, you can. You um, come back, it's all round, all pudgy. Exactly. They did, they did a great job of taking care of him. And um, his rehab was very, very simple. So that, that was awesome. But That's- it was a bummer not. Not to get to do show jumping and not get that completion, but um, we went and we, you know, to do Burley at twenty one was something I never thought I would get to do. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we were we were. I remember I watched that. Karen, yeah. we watched oh, that yeah, we at watched home it. on the little laptop screen. I think we might have put it in the TV, but anyhow, that was so awesome. We were we were cheering and rooting mm-hmm. for you. It was fantastic. Oh, so, thank uh, you. It was just exciting to see Americans and a young American and a Marylander. At that. Did you wear a Maryland <laughs> shad belly at Burley? You bet I did. Heck yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> bet I did. I'm high-fiving you in the air right now. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. Love it. What Do you have like, uh, what, what's your long-term goals in, in, in the eventing business? Um, You know, I think the sort of the, the basic answer is you want to be, you know, the best you can be and all that jazz. Um. Which I, you know, I definitely want to do, and I would be lying if I said, like, I'm obsessed with the Olympics. I love watching the Olympics. Mostly figure skating, if we're being honest. (laughs) But um, I love watching the Olympics, and that is, um, you know, that's a huge goal of mine. Unfortunately, that's a huge goal of everyone else's, too. Um, And I've definitely learned over the years, and, you know, being with Buck has been great on so many levels, but you really get to see all all aspects of the sport, and... um, you know, he's one of the best riders I know, and he still hasn't gone to the Olympics. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of the sport is about luck and timing and a little bit of politics. Mm-hmm. And um, so I don't want to base my success on, you know, what other people think of me or what teams they put in me or whatever. But, um, you know, obviously to represent the U.S. on teams would be great. But I just, um, you know, going to Burley as an individual and getting to wear the USA stuff and having never known I was American, that's um, 
that's cool. Yeah. And yeah. I'd yeah. like yeah. to continue Keep wearing doing those, that. Keep wearing those stars and stripes, that's for sure. That's yeah, awesome. exactly. Make make USA proud is basically basically my biggest goal. Yeah. And and you're on the E twenty five squad, right? So you're aren't you? I am, yep. Yeah, so you're like in the pipeline. I am, yep. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a good program. Yeah. What do you think about that program? The hard thing about the pipeline is that what is that? What what do you think about that E twenty five program? Um, you know, I think it's a great program and I think it's a great idea to sort of, you know, spot talent and more than, more than the talent or whatever is to get people start thinking about being teammates. Um, you know, riding is an individual sport, but it is far from, you can't do it by yourself. Um, and I think it's really easy to get, you know, sucked into like me, 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 but there is no I in team. And I think it's important that you start building your support system early on in your career. Um, and I think the higher up the levels you go, the more you realize that, you know, your biggest support system besides, you know, your own team is the people around you. And if you're like that person, that's like giving everyone the stink eye and warm up. No one wants to be your friend. (laughs) And, you know, like it's like, it needs to be a, a camaraderie sport and it's, you know, sort of us against the course and us against the challenge, not like us against each other. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's definitely something that we're missing a little bit. Um, you know, part of it's hard because we're a big country and, you know, the West coast is a whole nother world than we are here on the East coast. But, um, the program's good to sort of, you know, start bringing people together. Heck yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So do you have any advice for, uh, these young riders, uh, trying to make it in the, make it in a sport? Um, you know, I'll be honest. I'm still definitely in the, the young rider sort of ignorance is bliss phase myself. Um, definitely, definitely (laughs) the more I start to know and the more I do, the more I realize like how far away I am from actually being the best. Mm Um, and you know, Buck always says like it, it's, it's easy to go from like zero to 98%, but that last 2%, the last winning percent, um, you know, you spend the rest of your life trying to, trying to achieve that. Um, So that being said, I think my biggest advice and the thing that's definitely changed my life the most is find someone that you really admire and really trust and go and work as hard as you can for them for as long as you can afford to do so. Um, You know, working for Buck has taken me all around the world. Um, I groomed at badminton when I was 18. I groomed at Poe last year. I've been to Ireland. Um, And so that was huge for me because when I went to Burley, which was my first overseas competition, I felt like I already been there for, you know, even though I'd never shown, I Mm -hmm. was like totally comfortable in a, in another country at another show. Um, but, and you get to see sort of all aspects of the horse business. You know, I don't know, I can't speak for, for all programs, but at least at Bucks, which is why I think it's so great is, you know, he's a great coach and a great teacher. Um, but you also get to see how he balances his family life and you get to see how he is under stress and how he is in the off season. And, um, I think those are important because so much of making it as a top rider is not about the riding. It's how you manage your owners and your sponsors and your staff and, um, how you keep your horses happy. And I think, you know, a lot of times it's sort of like, oh, I'll take a gap year or, which is fine, but if you can stay longer than a year, um, I think that's invaluable because I, 
I don't think I really started to like understand everything Buck was trying to teach me until like year three. Wow. Okay. Like year one, I was just like bopping around, like so happy. I was at Buck <laughs> Davidson's. Um, and then year two reality hit and I was like, whoa, this is hard work. Like I have no idea what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. And then year three, I was like, oh, wait a second. Like this is, this is starting to make sense. Gotcha. Um, and I started to feel like I was becoming, you know, more of a help to Buck than a pain in the ass, <laughs> which you, is a nice feeling. <laughs> for, 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 for our, you know, people who might be aspiring to do the work in student route, could you tell us like basically, uh, what it's like, like how many, you know, how many hours a day it is and how many days off do you get and stuff like that? Can you just, you know. um, yeah. So again, everyone's a little bit different, but, um, and I, Bucks is the first job I've ever had in my entire life. Um, so I can only, you know, I can only draw from that experience. But our days typically start at 7. And, you know, it's supposed to be like 7 to 5. Now, the last time we finished at 5, I have no clue. <laughs> but that's what, you know, that's what the paper tells us it should be. <laughs> um, but basically, we start at 7 and bring the horses in, feed them. Um, we have a walker, so everyone goes on the walker. And then Buck usually comes 8 or 8.30 and makes a book, uh, which has, you know, everybody's name in it and all the horses, and it tells us what we're going to do. Um, so we usually all scramble and get him on his first horse and then sort of make a plan for how we're going to get through through the day and who's going to attack for who and who's going to help for who. Um, and the nice thing about being here is everyone sort of does every job, Um so there's not one person that cleans stalls. There's not one person that tacks up for Buck. You know, certainly everyone has their job that they're better at um, or that they'd rather do, but we all tack and attack for each other. And it's a very, he's very team oriented. Um, so that's nice, at least for the people that are just coming in. They don't feel like they're the low man on the totem pole. All they get, all they have to do is clean stalls. Um, and then we basically ride um, forever and ever until we're done. <laughs> and then we do the, you know, put the horses on the walker, turn them out, clean the stalls, water hay, etc. Um, usually get ready. I'd say more often than not, we get ready for some show that's on the weekend, especially this time of year when it's three-day season. Um, you know, we're already getting ready. We got the trailers ready for Morven Park um, this weekend. Uh, clip a horse or two. There's always there's always extra stuff to do, you know. And then before you know it, it's um, it's seven o'clock, and yeah. you're talking to you guys on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Do you guys get like a regular day off usually, or is that kind of? Um, Mondays are typically the horses' days off. Okay. Um, because usually they show it on the weekend. Um, so that's you know, if there's going to be days off, that's usually the day off. Um. But, you know, Buck always says, if you're looking for the day off, this isn't a place for you. Gotcha. Um, but it's having said that Mondays are usually pretty chill and he's good about giving people time off after especially a big show. Um, and we all look forward to November and December when we're down in sunny Florida just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. That, that, thank you for explaining that because, you know, a lot of people are curious about that. And, and you know, I've actually talked to writers, Karen, and... They've said that, you know, some work, they ask for working students and a working students call and sometimes working student, the first thing they're asking is the rider, what's in it for them? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Student. And it's like, wait a minute. Unfortunately, that's not the way it's, it's not the way it goes down. No, not at all. <laughs> so. 
Make well, sure. and I'd be lying if I said it was easy, but that's why I think it needs, you need to pick somewhere to go where you really like believe in the person and trust them. Because if you don't believe in the program, then like, it's not worth the work. Sure. Um, but sort of Buck gives you what you give him. So he sees someone working really hard, even if they're not the best rider, they're going to get to ride more than the person that's like over there on their phone in the corner. Um, not doing anything. Right. Uh, and those people never last more than a week anyway, but <laughs> um, I think it's really important that it's it's a program that you, you know, you trust because it is it is a lot of, of hard work. And I didn't think I was lazy before I came here, but mm-hmm. I definitely, you know, it reinvented what I thought of as hard work. Gotcha. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. So how about, uh, like, do you have any sponsors or anything like that to keep you going? I do. Um, World Equestrian Brands has been an amazing supporter, and they um, supply me with Amerigo Saddles, Vespucci Bridles, Equilibrium Mattis. Um, they've got it all. And um, there's None Finer. Um, Mr. John Nunn has been a big supporter of mine. Um, a great guy, great tack. Sure is. Love their sticky spray. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that Siggy spray. Fun fact, fun fact. John Nunn, while he was our second interview that we ever broadcasted, he was the first person we ever interviewed, wasn't he, Mm -hmm. for this podcast? Yes. So he is quite the gentleman, that's for sure. And um, also fun fact about him, he I actually have a five-year-old at home that is Captain Jack's half-brother. And he and um, Karen Curlin were instrumental in helping me find that horse off the track. And he is Captain's... He must have been captain's like as far away as he can get brother because um, <laughs> captain's 15 this year and little George is five wow. and they're both by the same, the same mom. So um, uh-huh. he was really helpful in helping me track him down and um, acquire him. He is a great guy for sure. He's a great guy. Um, and then there's Aponia USA who is great bridles and um, all kinds of good clothes and tack. And actually, I love my horse, which is an awesome boutique. They're at all the uh, all the Florida shows. Um, they supply me with the lovely Shad Belly that wears nice. the points. Yeah, <laughs> our favorite. Yeah, right. You can get favorite. like a major league eventing Shad Belly, Karen, and I could just wear it around. There you go. <laughs> I can see Joe sporting it right now. What's that? I can see Joe sporting it right now. Uh, uh. Joe doesn't even wear our hats. He would. He would. He's uh. ashamed of us. I think. <laughs> Whip that kid into shape. <laughs> Have a talk with him, would you? Yeah, right. Uh, is that it for your sponsors? Yep, it is. Oh man, that's quite quite the fine sponsorship yeah. group. Hey, and how do um, I, I, th- maybe this is over the line question, Karen? But like, as far as uh, uh, you know, <laughs> but like acquiring sponsors and acquiring owners, like how uh, how does a twenty year old eventer? You know, how do, how does that kind of come about? How do you meet owners or how do you, um, how does that work? You know, again, sort of, um, you know, Buck's program has been great. Obviously, World Equestrian Brand sponsors him as well. Um, and that's how I was introduced to them. Um, but the owners, it's a little bit of a harder thing, There's, which is why I'm so grateful for the owners I have, because obviously I'm not nearly as good as, you know, as the older guys. Um but they're in it, A, because they love their horses, and B, because they really love um, – a lot of people in Captain Syndicates, you know, have known me since I was little. Um, and they just love seeing seeing a young kid sort of move up the levels and do well. And, like, Karen, who owns 
who owns a Stogatoon, she got him off of the racetrack. And, you know, he went from novice to two-star in two years. And she just, she loves seeing him grow and loves, you know, she loves just being a part of the, a part of the family. Um, and I think sort of a thing that I can offer a little bit better is, or not better, but I have more time on my hands than I'm good with my phone. Um, and so she's like one of two owners that I have. So I can call her up every day and say, hey, Karen, you know, da, da, da. And everyone's a little bit different. Some people never want to hear from you. Some people want to hear from you every hour on the hour. Um, <laughs> but I'm, you know, I'm super grateful for everyone that's owned horses for me or let me ride their horse. Um, and everyone that's forgiving of my mistakes as I try and try and figure this sport out. That's awesome. That is so awesome. Yeah. So how can our listeners uh, follow you on social media? Um, I'm on Facebook, Wood Fulton. And Instagram as Wood Fulton as well, I think. All all lowercase letters. <laughs> you don't even try to steer away from the woods. <laughs> it seems like you fully embraced it. I don't know. Just embrace it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for for coming on our show and uh, you you're you're really an inspiration to to a lot of young up and coming riders, whether mm-hmm. you know it or not. Uh that th- they're thank watching you. for sure. And you're knocking it out of the park. You're the future of American eventing. Karen, what do you think? Absolutely. This is, uh, we're counting on you. Trying to. We're we're counting on you. (laughs) No pressure. Trying to. (laughs) No pressure. Uh, I'll go tell the ponies they better step it up. Yes. got some stuff to prove. Step it up. And then, and then, uh, um, the boyfriend, what, what's his name again? David Ziegler. And is he an eventer as well? Um, he used to event. He mostly does dressage now, but, um, he rode Missy's old horse, Critical Decision. I think he did a couple of advance with him, um, but now he he much prefers a dressage, which I think is crazy because dressage is not what I fancy a good time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's that's what he does. Does the pure dressage rider does he turn his nose down to the Maryland Shad Valley a little bit? I don't care if he does. <laughs> <laughs> not his shad belly it's my shad belly. correct 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 answer <laughs> awesome woods well thank you so much for coming on yeah, the show thank you yeah thank you for having me thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed today's show remember to subscribe to major league eventing's podcast and give us a rating on itunes and stitcher and you can always contact us at major league eventing at gmail.com cheers <laughs>